Yo! John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing is the show. Although people keep telling me I know a lot of stuff. Maybe. I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll have some conversations. Be up in the chat. Be uh, generous with them super chats, and I'll give you a lot of focus and attention. Oh, and we got one right away. Here we go. King Hap, the man. If you guys don't know King Hap and you haven't seen The Happy Hour, is a great show. He's got a lot of guests. Um, he's here saying, uh, stopping by to say what's up. Have a drink on The Happy Hour. Cheers, guys. Have a great show, brother. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Check out the happy hour, guys, if you haven't. It's a fun show. I was on. I should be back again sometime soon. But we had fights. We had the fights. And I kind of look like I kind of look like I was in the Friday night bare knuckle fights. <laughs> a little bit. I had a, I had a wrestling match with a tequila bottle, I think. I won, but, you know, I came out a little bit roughed up. <laughs> mm, nice hot Nescafe uh, to keep me going. But we did have some fights. We had some fights. We had the UFC and the Bare Knuckles. And uh, Bare Knuckles delivered. Of course, again, bare knuckles delivers. They deliver hard. I love the bare knuckles. A big fan of the bare knuckles. And apparently, uh, Chris Lytle lurks our show, guys. Chris has been Chris has been lurking. He watches. He mentioned the fact that I love bare knuckles and I talk about it a lot. And um, I actually hit him up. I hit him up. I DM'd, slid in the DMs, asking about potential i don't know i'm getting anxious guys i'm having a hard time just creating stuff and not punching stuff and teaching people i i'm, I'm getting an itch so i might look into seeing if there's some violence i can get into i don't know we'll see we'll see i don't know i don't know anything about anything right now it seems but i do know there were bare knuckle fights and the bare knuckle fights were pretty sick and I like them a lot from the kickoff, from the get-go. Sanchez, Perez, hot, heavy, all over each other. Perez pulling out the whim. That was a pretty bloody fight. Gonzalez, uh, uh, Navarro, um, if I'm remembering right, that was a pretty cool, pretty quick, pretty quick uh, loss. They they do a great job on the on the. I always give big props to the bare knuckle website, but I wish I wish they would give a little bit more stats. I'm gonna I'm gonna share you know this. I've shared this with you before, and um, you know they do a great job showing the breakouts. I wish they had a little bit more stats in here. You know, they got the guys' weights, country, who won or lost the fight. Um, I guess, oh, I guess I can click on the thing and is it do more stats? No, there's no more stats if I click on it. I did it again. It's not happening. It's thinking. It's thinking. Maybe. Okay, here's some more. Oh, wow. What do you know? Bare Knuckle does a great job. So now you're getting um, <clears throat> a little extra 
a little extra. I haven't checked this out before. A little extra info. But I like the extra infos. Punches landed, which hands were landed, how many hooks, those type of things. Those, those are things that I, I take interest in, I think are fun and good. Uh, but um, Dodson, the Dodson brother, the Dodson brothers, they are menaces. I've said it before that the Dodson brothers are menaces. And uh, the older Dodson got a W. Um, what else did we have in here? The Kroom and Bridges fight was pretty good. Uh, I, man, the, uh, who was it? Reno, Reno and then sickle was a pretty great, uh, fight. That was pretty, pretty nice. One of the fights though, that sticks out the most to me was the, uh, the girl fight, right? The female fight of the night as none of these are looking good but whatever go away how do i go away there he goes but the girl fight all right so you got the girl fight it did not last very long at all it was like one or two punches thrown um hinshaw got the knockout of sagala but it wasn't it wasn't like a clean like knockout. It wasn't like, oh, she's dazed, knocked out. She hit her, and it's the way she fell, the way she fell, I don't know what happened, but her ankle snapped, and you see her foot like flopping around. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we got people outside of my door screaming right now. Sorry about that. <sighs> yeah, guys, it's late at night. Let's scream outside. <laughs> but anyways, Sigala, I don't know. I I, I don't know. If you, you, I think you kind of got to make a decision. I think you kind of got to make a decision, ladies. Are you um, are you gonna fight or are you? gonna do like the the hot chick stripper thing i don't think you're gonna pull off both because she's carrying around see so yeah, has got to be carrying around like extra 10 pounds of silicone in her implants she has to be they can't they can't help they can't help in a weight class sport and i think hit hit henshaw just hit her in a way that toppled her over enough to that the weight of her boobs snapped her ankle. That's the only explanation I could I could think of about it, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this whole, like, it's this mush of fighting and beauty queen. Which one is it? Pick one. Because, like, I, I like beauty pageants the old days. I liked them. Ask them some questions, put them in a ball gown, put them in a bikini. Maybe they do a talent. That, uh, cool, awesome. I like that. But now, nah, let's put them in bikinis and make them fuck each other up. That's that's where we're at right now. So I, 
it's uh, it's weird to me. <laughs> it's weird. But the heavy these heavyweights, right? Hardy, Hardy Jr. and Watson. And I, I want to share this because these two guys are immense. They're immense. They're immense gentlemen. Yeah, why does this do that? Okay, they're they're huge. These guys are huge. Okay. And um Hardy was like two two eighty something, almost two ninety for the fight. And his opponent. I don't like any of these setups. These suck. Whatever. His opponent was uh like right there with him. And this is bullcrap. They're saying 206 and that's not right. Two and the thing is that's 206 and 265. That that's not what that was. Well, they showed them they showed their weights before the fights, and it looked like they were both close to like 280, 280 something. In that in that in that range, the 280 range. And that's that's a that's just big boys. Those are big boys, and they hit hard. And uh, Hardy did not do great. He didn't do bad, but Watson, I think, just more experience. Uh, looks like the type of person who's probably had a handful of bare knuckle exchanges before in his life i think i don't think um you know it was a surprise for him to wind up in bare knuckle fighting <laughs> if you know what i mean so like i don't think uh you know i don't think it was a mismatch in any sense that like, like that hardy had plenty of opportunity to win that fight but he just he did not perform to his best ability we'll see if he comes back and fights again he's a, he's huge he's huge who's not gonna watch him fight are you not gonna watch him fight seriously are you gonna be like that ah, i don't know watch greg hardy fight nah i'm probably i'm probably always gonna tune in to when mr greg hardy jr um fights just because he's he's big and it's fun to watch big guys <laughs> smash each other in the face it just is all right, and now I I give a lot of gruff to the little guys, the fun size guys, but uh, Mr. Dodston, a menace. He's a menace. He's a menace. He was a menace again tonight or last night or Friday night, whatever. He's a smaller guy, but he in the bare knuckles has been has been crushing it, and uh, he looked great, put on a beating, and that was that was fun. It's a good spot. I think both the Dotson brothers are are a good fit for bare knuckle, and I think they they're probably going to find quite a bit of success if they if they keep up with it. We'll see. We'll see. The next fight, Diego, the Dream, Sanchez, Diego, the Dream, or the Nightmare. I don't know. He changed it at some point, and this is an interesting addition to bare knuckles because now we have trout trout was a five time right he's a five time champion in professional boxing in boxing so this guy know he knows how to box he knows how to box 
not exactly fighting. Remember, this is bare knuckle fighting, not bare knuckle boxing, because they are avoiding the Ali Act. They are sneaking it under the rug. They're not fooling anybody. We know what it is. You have uh, a good, clean striker against Diego. And Diego has never been a good, clean striker. He's never been a super powerful striker. But he's tough. He moves a lot. He's got great cardio, and he's in your face. So the tactic, the idea of this fight for him, and he said quite clearly leading up to the fight that he was going to try to get inside, get close, get onto the neck clinch, and do work from there. That's that's a relatively really good strategy. That's a good idea. Good idea. I think it's something that I would I would try to uh, uh, accomplish. I'm not sure if these guys are allowed to underhook or not, though. I'd like to check the rules on that. Uh, if you could underhook rather than trying to grab that that neck plum choke type thing or half plum uh, choke. Uh, so it would be interesting if you could if you'd do that. Because I don't, I don't know if you can – like, can you grab an elbow, grab a wrist? I'm not 100% clear on – on the grabbing clinch type rules of the bare knuckle. And I think that that could play a big, huge role in how I personally, I would attack it if I, if I got put into that situation, but getting back to this fight, there's some controversy, 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 controversy. All right. We haven't had much controversy in the bare knuckles in this stuff. And I don't, I don't blame trout. I don't think this is trout's fault. I don't think it's his corner. This was, the uh corner man this is just the arizona albuquerque i think is where they were fighting i think it's the corner man fucked up i think that's what happened so let's take a look i was sent this video by one of our regulars hemzamir all right i'm gonna see if i can line this up for you guys so you can see it but this is a post that diego uh, Diego Sanchez had put up. Um, that was just a casual, just a casual filming of the corner in between rounds. They go down, they sit down, they get the water, whatever Greets puts on. Well, watch, kind of watch what happens. I'm not going to give it away. And you, you see and see. Tell me if you see anything or notice anything. All right. He's sitting there. They're talking to him. There goes the grease on the face. It's on the face. And then what's this? Did he just, did he just rub all of that face grease? There's a huge gob of grease in the beard, on the face, and then the neck and shoulders. That's not, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not cool, bro. That's not cool, bro. And again, I, I ain't pointing no fingers at Trout. I don't think Trout's some kind of dirty fighter or was trying to take advantage of anybody. But I, he he got lucked out. I don't know what round this was. I don't know if this was the first round. I don't know what. Or, you know, did this cut man grease him up like this in a similar way um, before the first round? How much of a sway? How much of a sway do you guys think uh, 
it would have had not being able to to clinch the head and grab the head as easily in bare knuckle you know because i i don't have the experience with the tape on the hands either you know on the wrists and i don't know how much control i would be able to have in that situation i don't know how much um i would be able to continue to control with that with that bare hand with with the mma gloves there's still some fabric and and tape and stuff that maybe wouldn't wouldn't bother as much because i've fought greasy guys i was a wrestler i was gonna i was gonna take you down beat you up in the fence that was my, my thing right I'm not, no big secret no big secret there all right you don't have to go into an unsolved mysteries of how did they do it got in your face with striking put you in the fence put you on your ass and beat you up that's what i did so guys were greased they were just greased and i just had to adjust but this had to maybe i don't know if this played a psychological element with diego not being able to, to grab hold of him or what do you guys think or what do you guys think is this just sour grapes is this bad wine is this sour is this sour grapes did he just find one thing to complain about do you guys really think it was bothering him that much that he couldn't get the job done and control the head and do the damage or was trout just too good was he just too good of a boxer because he he could move he was moving he was hitting angles he was making diego miss he was he's he's, he's good and i'd like to see him fight again uh i would like to see him fight again here in the bare knuckles they had them at 165 pounds. Now, I don't know if I can trust these weights because I had Watson at 206, my ass. <laughs> 286, maybe. Uh, then we'll slide in to the main event. And the main event was pretty great, too. I thought it was pretty fun with both these guys. Um, Richmond and Hunt. Hunt is a two weight class champ, right? He's a he's a double champ. He's a champ champ. He's got what 70, 75, 85 pound belt? Or is it 85 and, and something higher? I'm I'm not sure. But the fight went off well and Richmond got a knockdown early. And it looked like, you know, I thought Richmond's power, he was gonna win this fight. It looked like he he was edging out. He was edging away. And it wasn't a very long fight. You know, this was like first round, first round finish. But in what I had seen, pretty sure first round. I know they are quick, quick rounds, two-minute rounds. But from what I saw, it looked like Richmond was pulling ahead just by, by a nose, by a little uh, twisted whisker, a little, little twisted whisker ahead in, in the fight. And um, Hunt gets knocked down gets back up and ends up landing a devastating absolutely devastating right hand absolutely absolutely devastating right hand he crushed him he crushed him and it was one of those ones where it was like he he got hit by a car it was just like he just laid flat like he was ready to be put into the coffin he was done <laughs> he was done uh so that was entertaining it was fun i enjoyed it Bare Knuckles is fun. Uh, I like how they put the shows and things together. 
I've said it before, though. I do have my um, fears because it is the same business model. It is still a monopolistic business model. They're not big enough yet and drawing in enough money yet for it to be a problem. But the fact that a promoter controls the title, it's, it's illegal. It's illegal. You can't do it. It creates a conflict of interest every single time. And I, I really wish, I wish they would hope to find a way to fix that problem. You know, how about turn bare, bare knuckle fighting championship into the sanctioning body and BKFC no longer signs contracts. They no longer pay the fighters out as, as promoter. They just are the title. They, we hold the title. We hold the title. We hold the ranks. We give those out and then have a group of, of people who, who, who uh, promote themselves. You know, they chip in and promote. They don't actually have to do the work of the promotion, but their job is to promote their fighter, tell people about their fighter, make sure that people know who their fighter is. I think that maybe could help save things from coming turning that you know because i like it i like this i don't want it to turn into a a freaking um another ufc monopolized piece of garbage because i was talking to some guys in the football watching the kids play football today and they're they're the same way man they, they were watching uh ufc back in 2005 and thought it was great but within the 10 15 year period we're like this feels like pro wrestling i don't like it it's not fun to watch anymore. So now they're watching Bare Knuckles. Well, I, I really hope that Bare Knuckles does not fall down that same path and monopolize this and <laughs> exploit the fighters and, and turn, it, turn it into something ugly. Turn it into something ugly. I don't want it to turn it into ugly. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like. Free markets or death. Free markets or death. Let's go. I'm going to check the chats before we switch over to the UFCA, the UFC card. Hamza Mir, he was the man setting up the uh, Diego uh, video I saw. We saw just a second ago. He sent that to me. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys helping out when you see stuff. Although, you guys are scaring the shit out of me. You guys are terrifying me absolutely terrified me because now i've been talking about the robot dogs right i've been talking about the robot dogs right, you know you can get your robot dog t-shirt but i've been talking about uh these scary ass creatures these guys this guy right here robot dog people like people now know i talk about them they keep sending me videos these things are are all over already it's not like oh they're coming they're coming they're here they're here somebody sent me a robot dog at a it was a it was at a truck like a 16 wheeler truck stop station and it was a security one and it would like look look around and walk and look and check all your tags and then walk away and i was like oh wow just imagine when they put explosives on that thing and you're like oh your tags are wrong <laughs> or what about when they get their laser technology revved up? 
You know, the, the, the Navy has shown us videos of laser cannons and them shooting things at, at you know, great distance two miles out with a laser canning. <laughs> like, who knows what else they got on these things. And, and then another one of my friends sent me today, I saw it. It was another one of these type truck stop type things where they're searching cars and whatever. And it was a pack of robot dogs. It wasn't one. It was four or five. That sound, that sound is terrifying. Scary stuff, dude, because it's not it's not gonna be hard to mount weapons. And we've seen videos of them mounting weapons to those dogs. And you can get a you can get your own, you can get your own at uh Amazon for like seven gram. You could probably strap your own explosives or guns to it. So now, not only do we have to worry about government psychos coming to our house and asking for our papers, but the lonely incel um, who's never touched a boob in his life before, now he has access also to a robot dog that he could 3D print a gun and stick on it. And then he could sit at home and walk the robot dog to school and then shoot up the whole school with his robot dog. That's where we're headed, guys. That's where we're headed. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready. All right. Uh, what else do we have in here? Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. It was a banger. It was a banger. James Y. Yep. That's nice. Saying that he left comments on Chris Lytle that uh, that I respected his unbiased commentary. Chris does a great job. I really do wish we had more Chris Lytle announcers. He's calm, cool, collected. He's knowledgeable because he's been there. He's had the fights. He's done the fights. He's done the boxing. He's done the MMA. He's done the bare knuckles. He's been at all levels. He's fought at all levels. Um, he's not an ego warrior. Where he's just better. I'm just better than everybody. No, he's he's like, I'm going to try my hardest. That's the type of attitude he kind of has. So I really appreciate it. I really appreciate his honesty uh, when he's calling the fights. And he's. I don't see him, like, hyping. He's not – I don't see him stroking anybody off just to just to do it for the promoter. Promoter's like, hey, we really got to sell this guy. We, we, we got to make a lot of money off of this guy. Stroke him no matter how bad he sucks. Like, I, I ain't seen him doing that. I appreciate that. That's the truth. All pro, what's going on? Big Tony in the house. Glad to have you here with us. Oh, man, you're having some fun. Watch out for the, the lady boys. So, I am here, says, what's up, guys? I'm in Thailand, so I haven't been following along. Just checking in. It's uh, good that you're checking in. Remember, elbows in, woman. Elbows out, man. It's a very, it's a very good trick. I was told back in 2008, 2009 when I went out there, right? Uh, so we've got... Um, 
Virgin Tinker 96 saying sketchy as fuck. I think you, you're talking about the the neck rub, right? The oil on the neck. Grease Gate 2.0 on Diego Sanchez's opponent's head, uh, neck there. Spidey Sense thinks a bit of both. You think a bit of both that it was on, on purpose and accidental maybe? Is that it? Yeah. Allegedly. James Wise, Grease Gate. I remember when everyone went bonkers when GSP allegedly greased it for a speech day. He didn't allegedly grease. He was greased as fuck. Every single one of those Greg Jackson guys, super greasy. Every single one of them. They, are, they were all greased up. It was so bad, okay? It was so bad at a strike force event. After one of Greg Jackson's fighters fought and they left the ring, the commission picks up the stool and there's a gob of grease. They gobbed grease under the stool. So there was a big chunk of Vaseline under the stool so that they could pull this Vaseline and put it on wherever they needed to anytime in between the round break. So your cut man comes out, he puts the grease on the spots that you're supposed to put it on. And then your other guys under, under your chair, getting bigger goobs, putting it on your shoulders, putting it behind your knees, maybe rub some on your ankles. And, and I'm, I'm pretty positive. It wasn't the first time. That was just the first time they got caught with it under the chair, but there was no linking evidence to show it was directly them putting it there, but bull crap, bull crap, <laughs> bull crap. It didn't just accidentally appear. So, so nobody got in trouble about it. It didn't make much news, but uh, fighters knew about it. We all know about it. And it was, you know, everybody just knew, okay, well, if you're fighting Greg Jackson people, you're, you're fighting really greasy people who are, who are going to try to cheat. And now I'm pretty sure that the commissions do check the stools. They check the stools often. They check all the extra equipment because of this type of stuff that used to happen. I didn't see this. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> Marquavius said Strickland did Diego wrong in his tweets. Strickland's like a sad bully. He's like the bully he gets beat up all the time. You know, like his sparring sessions, he gets some he gets some fat kickboxing guy who's an accountant who never fights. And he, and he beats the crap out of him and talks shit to him the whole time with no headgear. Come on, come on. Pat, 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 pat. The guy's like, man, I got a meeting at 630 in the morning. <laughs> like, could you maybe go and train with a professional? I've had enough of that. Nonsensical. Nonsense. Godless. Okay. Now we're starting to get into the... Uh, uh, UFC stuff here. Godless asks, how does John and Cyril go? I'm not sure, man. Because John Jones, in my opinion, his like last four fights were not impressive. He was slowing down. He was picking spots. He was fighting to not lose. That's that's how it felt like to me. And if somebody like uh Gan can pressure him with his size, I think he can give him a lot of problems. I think he can give him some problems. I don't know. 
you still always have the wrestling factor, though. John Jones still has the ability, I think, to easily take down Cyril Gagne and 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 beat him up from the ground. And I think if John struggles in the first round with the stand up in Cyril, that that's what's going to happen. It's going it's going to be turned quickly to a ground fight, and we're going to see a lot of ground and pound, or or not, or just some kind of big guys rolling around on each other. You said it, Ryan T. You got to get your robot dog to protect you from your robot dog, from the other robot dogs. Because it's not a sport. Hamzamir is asking, how is Connor able to do tough without being drug tested at all? He hasn't been tested in over a year. This is not a sport. It's a production. It's a television show. It is the most disrespectful thing to these athletes and to you as fans, because they're calling you stupid. They're calling you stupid. They're, they're putting on this fake show and pretending it's real and taking your money and getting you to bet on it. They're going to get you to bet on it, and then they're going to take even more of your money. <laughs> Freaking scumbags. They're such scumbags, bro. Such USADA works for the UFC. They're employed. They're employed. They are employed by the UFC. They do what the UFC says. Um, there was some. There was some stuff about the UFC too, about um, uh, you know Islam and and IVs and whatever stuff. And people were like, "Wait a minute! Well, the commission says this, and the commission says that, and the commissions go away when the UFC comes to town. It's the UFC running the show. The commissions step back and shut up, and they don't they don't touch anything." Because if they do, the UFC says, hey, we're not coming back here. We're not coming back to your city. We're not coming back to your state. You're not going to make millions of dollars anymore. Bye. Do it our way or get out. And this has been noted on multiple occasions. Uh, there's times in Canada and other places where, uh, like, reporting on money or health and other stuff was supposed to be done, which just was just skipped over. Uh, I think the commission, athletic commission in Australia, where they're at, actually outlaws saunas and sauna suits. How many fighters in that fight do you think cut weight using sauna suits or a sauna? Any of them? Is that more or less of a crime than an IV if it was used? I don't know. I don't know. What do I know? Danny Arnold in the house. What's up, big man? <clears throat> Says, remember the good old days when the Terminator was merely a science fiction thriller, <laughs> not a documentary? The robot dogs are essentially an all-terrain remote-controlled gun, or worse, an RPG. You're not you're not wrong. It's an AI, it's an AI weapon. It's an all-terrain AI weapon. Like they're going to turn these things. These, I mean, how hard is it going to be to put like a little motorboat on it? It gets to the water, jumps in. Now it's a little submarine. And the, it could be rigged with explosives the whole time. So like it's shooting you with guns and chasing you down, asking you for your papers. And then finally you corner it and you got it. Now we're going to 
we're going to get the robot dog. And then, boom, it just explodes. <laughs> Terrifying. And no one's talking about it. Because well, I trust my government. My government would never do anything bad to me because they build the roads. How would we have roads and education without the government? Oh, people drive me crazy. If the government created an ass wiping service next year, in five years, people would be like, well, if you get rid of the, the government ass wiping service, how are we going to wipe our ass? How would we ever wipe our ass? Hmm. I would never figure that out without the government doing it for me. Yeah, Brian T, same, says Sean Shirk accused GSP of being greased. Yeah, um, people asked me about it back in the day. I didn't give them a good, juicy enough of an answer. <laughs> they didn't like my answer because when they said, uh, yeah, when you fought GSP, could you tell that he was greased? I was like, I use greased as greased as everyone else. <laughs> they were like, they didn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> they only wanted to talk about GSP being greased. Not every single other guy I'd ever fought in the UFC. Like you can smell on them. You, you had guys taking lotion baths. You sit in, a, in the hot bath the night before, get the lotion, get the oil, soak in. It soaks into your body. You can't wipe it off. Once you start sweating, once you start breaking a sweat, grease. Like there's just there's just no way unless you are physically wiping down the fighters bodies in between rounds with towels there's going to be some level of grease it, it it sucks i wish they could figure a way to get it to go away but all right all right, right, right. let's go let's go ufc ufska i didn't watch all of them i did not uh i wasn't able to catch all of them Preliminary card. Um, what did we have? What did we have? What did we have? What did we have? Uh, OSP lost to uh, Felipe Lins. Lins looks tough. He looks really tough. The fight was a little bit slow. I think. I think Lins could have put the uh, pressure on him mo more. I think he could have pressured him more. I think he could have got him. No, I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Felipe Lins, he put the exact amount of pressure on him he needed to. I read the thing wrong. I was reading the wrong de wrong decision, whatever. He, he Yeah, he KO'd him in 49 seconds. Yeah, no. Felipe Lins, excited about watching this young man fight more. He looked he looked tough. OSB, he's, he's in every fight. He's explosive, knockout power. He's had a lot of UFC fights. 26 and 17, that's a crazy amount of number of fights. But Lynn's is 16 and 5 now. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see more from this guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check here real time. Uh, how long has he been? He had, what, one fight last year? He won against Marcin uh, Pracino, which was a three-round decision. 2021. All of his fights canceled. So he did not fight in 2021. I don't know if he was hurt. Lost to Bosser. And he lost to Arvlosky. Okay. So 
lost to Ovlowski. 2020 was not a great year for him. Then 2021 looks like he did some rebuilding because he didn't fight, so he had to train the whole time. Comes back with picks up a win, 2022, and then now he's opening up the year with a 49-second round one knockout of Ovens St. Pierre. OSP. So improvement, is he improving? What well, let's hope so cuz we could definitely use some more light heavyweights. We need some more light heavyweight contenders. That would be nice mixing some stuff up. Putting together some, you know, bigger fighter, bigger bigger cards, bigger harder cards. Um Emmers and Ashkabov was pretty okay fight. Uh, bueno Silva, Marina Bueno Silva uh, pulled the pulled the leg off of Landsberg with that knee bar. Um, Evan Elder and Nazim Sadikov, this was a good fight. The third round knockout, really good fight, really good fight. Both these guys excited to see what these two lightweights are going to do moving forward. Main card, main card, main card. Hernandez and Miller. Oh, it was. You just, you just, you just want to watch Jim Miller win. You just want to watch him win, right? You do. You just want to watch Jim Miller win. <laughs> it's fun to watch Jim Miller win. He's he's had so many fights. He's uh, he's put it out there. Been through a lot. Taking damage, giving damage, but he was not enough. He was just a step behind. I don't think he got worked. I don't think he got destroyed. Uh, he just <clears throat> got a little bit outpointed by Hernandez. I will say. I will say. I find it very strange that Jim Miller has a lot of submission victories. He actually almost won this fight in the last minute or so with a rear naked choke. He ended up getting that elbow high and into a bad position and not being able to finish, but he was right there ready to finish. Why was Jim Miller not even trying? I didn't see a single shot attempt. I didn't see him try to clinch. He was just boxing, like sloppy boxing. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, MMA fighters, bare-knuckle fighters, they've still not risen to a position where their striking ability compares to actual boxers or kickboxers. There's just a, there's just a huge gap. There's such a huge gap in between a, a middle-average professional boxer and you know a top tier mma guys boxing <laughs> like they're just not as good so if you're really good at submitting people and using your striking to get in close and take people down and, and putting them away why aren't you doing it i really don't understand i don't i do not probably it's probably uh Incentives. They're probably being incentivized some way. 
I don't know, backroom bonuses. Don't be a pussy and go to the ground. We'll give you an extra bonus and a t-shirt. Maybe we'll let you into the Hall of Fame someday. Maybe we'll give you some easy cheesy uh, job someday so you're not retarded and broke like everybody else. Huh? Keep in line. Brian T. This is this is a very interesting question. I haven't really thought about this. Brian T. is saying, does the UFC allow greasing because they want more striking? Now it's not legal. There's only certainly going. It's only on the eyebrows, under the eyes, like nose. Uh, I don't even think you put it like behind the ears, or whatever. You can put it in cuts on the cheek. Like it's a very small that little window right here because they want to they want to stop the cuts. They don't want you to get cut. Because they don't want the fight to get ended, ended because of a cut. That's why. So, that's a good question. Do you think that the UFC would do something like that? That they would encourage greasing and turn the other way? Because you could probably put in some pro protocols. You could probably pretty easily put protocols in that make it damn near impossible to be greasy for your fight. You know, like like the towel thing. You could have you could have somebody come in and towel the fighter off right in, right before the start. You know, they kick the guys out ten seconds before the the, the break is over. Have the towel guy come out, wipe them down, make sure they're not dripping sweat or grease, and then send them back out. Part of the problem with that though is that when things um, you start sweating when you get the grease, when you get that stuff in your system, when you get it in your pores, it just keeps coming, you know, and you start sweating and you just get more greasy and more and more greasy. It just stays greasy. This is Hamzamir. Hamzamir is not not. I don't know. It's not. I don't know, man. Like I, it's not a. It's not a off argument to say. He's saying Bellator light heavyweights will destroy UFC light heavyweights. I, I could name. There's a number of really good light heavyweights in Bellator that could possibly still fight light heavyweight in the UFC. One of the things with the UFC is though. You know, it's not a sport. They don't care. They only want to make money. So if you've been fighting for them for a certain amount of years and you've gotten a lot of wins, that means they have to keep paying you more for every win. Well, they don't want to do that. They're not going to do that. So what do they do? They, uh, they cut you. <laughs> they make sure you lose and then they cut you. They get rid of you. Because they can, they can have 10 guys for the same price. Why? Why are they going to pay you $100,000 a fight when they can pay this other guy 10 and 10? People still tune in and watch. So, um, other fights, other fights. All right. This fight was nasty. William Knight. I don't know what's going on. William Knight 
needs to learn how to leg check. But this, it was great. Uh, Marcin Pracino. Pracino? Pracino? Sorry if I'm getting it wrong. He did, he did a great job. He almost knocked this guy out with leg kicks. It was almost a leg kick um, ending fight. Kicked him so many times. I want to, I want to, I think I have a thing here. Yeah, I have a thing. I will show you the thing I have. Window, there it is. Okay, share. How's that looking? There we go. Okay, so you can see it says here, it's a little small on my screen. I got to try to make it bigger. Okay, so William Knight, right? You're, you're counting strikes here. Leg kicks. Look at the leg kicks down here, okay? 63. He landed 63 leg kicks out of 83 attempts. 63 leg kicks. That's that's immense. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. And you, you notice the low numbers of William Knight, and that's because – you can't get in tight. You can't get in tight to fight the guy. You can't get in tight to hit him and punch him if he's kicking in the legs from a distance. You know, and that was one of the great one of the great things I say a lot. One of the greater things or um, proves how great it is, right? If you're using something and it works, keep using it. If you're using something and it works, keep using it. Don't stop. If you kick a guy in the leg and it lands, do it again. Do it again. Kick him in the leg again. And then if he doesn't check that, kick him in the leg again. And again, and again, and again. Same thing with anything else. If you, if you can jab, if you can land a clean jab, pop his head back, keep doing it. And just do that. If you win the fight by, by jabbing him over and over and over again for three rounds, do it. Do it. <laughs> okay? Like that, that's the way, that's the way to win. That's the way to win. Find what works. If they can't stop it, shove it down their throat. That's uh, I saw this out the corner of my eye, and you're right. Soyboy56 says, I do honestly think Nemkov is an animal he's he's a scary kind of guy he's he is big he's big strong athletic moves really well he is he is scary light heavyweight i'd like to see him fight it would be so great to watch see another there's another uh another fight ufc has stolen from us how many other light heavyweights would you like to see Nemkov fight there's a lot of them but we will never get to see them it's not even a possibility thanks a lot ufc monopoly Yeah, it's like, yeah, Soy Boy 56 again says, those kicks must have felt wild to not counter any position like that and just turn away. Yeah, he was just like, man, that hurt. Mm, man, that hurt. I can't believe he kicked me again. Like, he was just he was just mad. Like, yeah, it's, almost like, it's almost like he forgot that you were allowed to do that. And the guy, he's just, Are, really, you're just going to keep kicking me in the leg? Mother grabber. <laughs> but, uh yeah, that is the truth. 
Yes, 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 yes. Okay, let's see. Uh, where, where are we? Are where are we? Are we? Um, Parisian was beat by Pogues. Pogues, Pogues could have put this fight out. I feel a lot sooner. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he. Uh, am I mixing them up? I might be mixing up the heavyweight uh, Pogues and Puoga and Jordan Wright. It might have been the same thing because they're both doing the same thing. Those two guys. They they weren't putting on enough pressure. I think they had their guys outmatched and could have put their guys away and could have put a lot more pressure on them, but they they just didn't put the didn't put their foot on the gas. They just weren't putting their foot on the gas. And I think both of those guys, Plaga and Pogues, I think both those guys in their fights could have turned things up and made the fight go a lot faster in their direction. You know, that's just what I'm saying. Uh, and then the main event, Andre lost to Blanchfield. Yes, yes. So that's them fights. That's them fights. Um, I'm a fight fan. I like I like watching fights. I just want to watch fights. I used to watch a lot of K one back in the day. Uh, I'll watch Glory. The thing is, I don't I don't know when a lot of stuff is on. If I don't know if it's if it's on, I'll, I'll miss it. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm lazy or if I'm I'm just too. I, I was born a generation where we didn't have Google. I I still forget. I still forget. We have Google. We have a tool. <laughs> Right, we have a tool in this magic box that I can just be like, "Are there fights on this night?" And it'll tell me. <laughs> and I still, I still forget. I was like, "Man, I wish there was a way I could figure out how this stuff is done." Hmm. Hmm. And I'll sit there, and my son will see me looking perplexed, like, "Dad, what's the problem?" He's like, "Well, I'm just trying to figure out." A way I could maybe fix this problem. And he's like, did you Google it? <laughs> and I'm like, shit. He's like, all right, boy. All right. I was like, so why don't you go ahead and get the Chromebook and Google it for me. Tell me. And then he'll show me. <laughs> Which is pretty great, guys. Have kids. Have kids. Stop pulling out. If you're over 30 years old, stop pulling out. I don't care how horrible of a person she is. Stop pulling out. Just have kids, man. Make the best of it. <laughs> Make the best of it. Uh, <clears throat> um, so Brian T here is saying that the UFC knows wrestling is better than the striking styles. In a straight up head up matchup, you're right. The grappler most time is going to win over the striker. You're right. We've seen it. We've seen it over 30 years. We've seen it. Um, but lots of fans enjoy seeing that. They, they like seeing the same stuff. That's that's one. Yeah, two parts to that. One, it's easier for the fight for the promoter. It's easier for promoters to control and exploit the fighters when they're forced to stand up more. Because with the four ounce gloves, you have more knockouts and you have guys winning fights that might not shouldn't have won the fight. So you have guys get knocked off or knocked down and you're able to say, oh, well, see, he's not good enough and you can take opportunities and stuff away. So it's a big, huge advantage to the promoter to have guys stand and bang more 
than being uh, grappling and being uh, grappling savvy, right? The other aspect of that is marketing, okay? People loved the original UFCs. They loved them from 93 to, to 2005 to 2009. When, when, the, when did the, the push on all stand-up start happening? It wasn't until we got closer to like 2007-ish, 2008. It, it wasn't a big thing. GSP took guys down. That was his thing. Matt Hughes took guys down. So like it's a very modern brainwashing, mass psychosis. It's a mass psychosis. Uh, part of the problem was, though, that the UFC specifically marketed to pro wrestling fans. We have an almost 100% uh, uh, layover overlap of pro wrestling fans and MMA fans. When you have boxing fans, there, there's hardly any crossover. Most boxing fans, they don't give a shit at all about MMA and they don't watch pro wrestling. So I think the big one of the biggest problems we have in MMA today is the fact that the UFC has, has curated pro wrestling fans and not fight fans. They're not fight fans. That's why they all want the drama. That's why they all want the, the goofiness. That's why they all want the, the, the dumb, dumb stuff rather than the hardcore real fights. That, that's my God honest truth. I see it all the time. And it's not just me from this outside. This is me talking to people who are friends of mine, who are friends of mine, who watched fights, who loved fights, who started watching fights in 93 and then ended up stopping watching fights around 2010, 2012, 2013. Right around the time they started pushing Ronda Rousey and all that bull crap pro wrestling stuff. And they just were like, it's, if I wanted to watch pro wrestling, I'd watch pro wrestling. And they got out and then they stopped watching and they don't ever watch. And they, they talk to me now every once in a while and be like, Hey, what's going on with whatever? I'm like, yeah, same, same pro wrestling shit. Things have gotten a little bit better with the sunset clause, but <clears throat> we're going to talk about this next week. I'm going to do some research, but the UFC has changed contracts to make sure that there's, there will never be another Nagano situation again. Scumbags. Absolute scumbags. They know how bad. They, they never thought he was going to have the balls to be like, you know what? I, try, I, ha I have confidence in my name. I have confidence in the fact that people want to watch me fight. Me, Francis Nagano. You put my name on the marquee. You put Francis Nagano's name on the marquee. That's what people are going to watch. They never thought any fighter would have the, the guts to, to test it out and, and believe in themselves enough. And Nagano did. He's going to make a lot of money. And now they're going to, uh, I think they're going to uh, do what they can to make sure it never happens again. But we got we got the Ali Act being reintroduced this year. We have fighters and lawyers and organizers speaking with Congress people and senators already. Guys, if you are fighters, the momentum is going. 
it's going. It's time to get behind where we're going because we're going without you. If you're too stupid to understand what's going on and we're fighting for a free market and we're fighting for free agency, if you're too stupid to understand that, you're the one that's going to get left behind. Okay? Now is the time. We have the opportunity now to get these things done. All right? That's the way it is. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Uh, that's not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not wrong there. Um, Hamzmir said, plus UFC doesn't feel gritty and tough like it did in the past. I, I think a lot of that, is, that, that, that is true. And some of that is production, but a lot of that also, I believe is the athletes because I think a lot of the athletes now are, are glorified Instagram models. They're just, in, they're just Instagram models. The UFC is just another social media platform that fighters use to make money. That's it. That's it. They're not, they're not real fighters. And that's one of the reasons why I like watching the bare knuckles so much right now. Now, yeah, sure. Okay. They're using that as a platform to hold themselves out to make some money too, but there's some real grit there because you're, you're not getting away from, you're not getting away from a beating in bare knuckles, win, lose, or draw. You're going to get hit with a bare knuckle and that shit's going to hurt. <laughs> okay? I've talked about those knuckles, those two knuckles before. That's that's a ball-peen hammer. You ever been hit in the face with a hammer? Try it. See how that feels. Okay? Put 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 a put the put the ball-peen hammer in the in the uh, uh, boxing glove or the or the MMA glove. It doesn't feel good either. Right? It doesn't feel good either, but there is a monstrous monstrous difference between those bare knuckles hitting flesh hitting bone than padded knuckles huge so you're paying a huge price for 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 that opportunity opportunity to showcase yourself on that platform so i think you got grittier guys who actually just really want to fight they really want to fight and uh, that's what UFC used to be. It used to be a lot of machismo and guys who just really wanted to fight. Now it's all about blah, 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 blah. Pro wrestling. Put on a show. Blah, 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 blah. Pro wrestling. I'm over it. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see, though. Boom. Roger Souders. Says, John, thanks for all you do. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys tuning in, um, coming in and uh, commenting. The super chats are always greatly, greatly appreciated. Helps me take my kids out to pizza sometimes. Sometimes I'll have a nice bottle on you. And I always say cheers to you. So thanks. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's the fights. That's the fights. We went through the fights. Um, <clears throat> we went an hour, but let's look real quick at what is it? February twenty fifth. So we got we got some time. What is today, man? That's my gosh, man. I got a I got a birthday coming up. So the twenty fifth. That's that's this weekend. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Twenty six days. Yeah, this is coming up. Krylov, I like Krylov. Span, super, 
super athlete, Krylov. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'll be into that. Brendan Allen has been on a tear. He'll be fun to watch. Uh, Sakai. Sakai makes big things happen sometimes. He's been a little bit of a letdown. I thought when he first came into the UFC, he was going to make an even bigger splash. He's had a little bit of trouble transitioning, I think, but we'll see. Tatiana Suarez, De La Rosa, Peak and Gonzalez, prelim card. So there's some there's some fights. There's some fights. I think. All right. I don't know many people on the undercard. The prelims, I don't know. But there's some fights on the main card, so we'll catch that. Uh, maybe those are the earlier fights, right, 4 o'clock. So we'll, we'll catch that. Then we'll see if there's uh, any other fights. I don't know if there's any other fights going on. I don't know if there's going to be another Bare Knuckles or Bellator. I'm not sure what's um, coming up next in that realm. I will, I will do a little more research. I'm going to do a little bit deep dive and some reading on uh, the Naganu situation and the contract changes because I think they're up to some more effery, some major effery, ultimate <laughs> F the fighters <laughs> championship. <laughs> Danny Arnold saying, the last time I took – Bare knuckles to the face was in high school. I can remember vividly even to this day how much that shit hurt. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. Thank you very much, James. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about this a little bit before we get out. So a boy, 56 or 58, not really sure, uh, says, John, have you heard of the UFL? They just did their first event. The fights were pretty good. They say they have health care and benefits for all fighters. This is my thing with the health care. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck your health care promoter. Pay me. Pay me the money. Pay me the proper percentage of the money that I bring in so I can buy my own health care. Why am I going to use your cheapest version of healthcare that you can afford? I'm going to, you know, because that's what it is. They're not getting these guys senators' healthcare bills and plans. They're going to get the absolute cheapest, worst healthcare plan possible for these guys. I don't want somebody else in charge of my healthcare. Pay me. Pay me the money. I'll take care of my own healthcare. Okay. I, that's such a scam. It's a scam. You don't, how many, how many boxers do you know out there are, are asking for healthcare? Have you ever heard of a single boxer being like, oh man, I'd love to sign with Golden Boy, but they don't provide healthcare. Anybody, anybody ever heard of that? Hmm. Maybe it's because these guys get paid enough money that they can afford their own. Um, and then, uh, man, there's still a lot of problems with that because how, you know, if you can't get the top talent into those teams, cause it's supposed to be a bunch of different owners, isn't it? 
or is it the same owners? If it's different owners, then that makes sense. Then you have an actual league, right? You have multiple owners, um, more free agency. Those things are good. You could create collective bargaining and that type of situation. And it really comes down to an athletic association, a fighter athletic association to help with healthcare type stuff. And that's not, we're going to pay for your healthcare. We're going to pick it out and make you take this. It's we'll help you get options. We'll, we'll put you in directions to make sure that things are taken care of rightly. We'll make sure you get paid the correct amount of money. Okay. The, uh, the correct percentage of the money you're bringing in so you can take care of yourself. Bell tours in March. Okay. I see. Yeah, and this is a big one too. Hamzamir is where 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 is UFL's money coming from? Like they're they're big a big part of their um, their whole deal is is uh, people bring the money in. They need owners. They need owners to come in and pay pay the fighters, cut the deals. Where's that coming from? It's just it's, it's man. It's just I don't know. It's not the way. There's one way. We know we know how it needs to be done. Boxing's not perfect, but you, you need to have a free market. I'm sorry. Ali Act is the way. Um, athletic uh, Association, a Fighters Athletic Association is the way. Uh, the class action lawsuit to make sure that the practices that the UFC does, the contracts that they use are made illegal, that's the way. We got the three points. Those three points of attack – that's what changes things. That's what makes things better. Period. Get on board. Get on board with it because that's that's the way. It's the way. It is the way. Your your whatever bullshit batshit idea isn't going to work. We've seen what other organizations and other sports and other things have done to get their free agency and we're following that path. And we're we're getting there. It's just real slow because there's a lot of dumb a lot of dumb people who put too much trust in their managers and trainers. Their managers and trainers are more beholding to are more beholden to the promoter and kiss ass more to the promoter than they do take care of their fighter. Because they'll always can't crank through more fighters. They can get new fighters all the time. New fighter, new fighter, new fighter, new fighter, who cares? Just get rid of them. Make money off of them, get rid of them. Make money off of them, get rid of them. They don't really care. They're not going to stand up and fight for you. There you go, Danny said it. Boxers pay for their own medical because they simply get paid enough to pay for their own medical. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, Zamir. They tried to, you know, I got emails too. They were trying to rope in a lot of old fighters and I just, it was the same problems. I saw the same problems. They'd fix some things that made it a little bit nicer, but it's just I, I didn't see it working, so I wasn't going to get involved. Topher, you're late. Thanks for stopping by, though. All right, guys. That's my hour. I got to take care of the kids, play some games. They got they got another week of school off. This is crazy, man. California is wild. You get, you get Christmas break, two weeks, then you come back to school for like a week and a half, and then you get a February break.
because these spoiled ass Californians want to make sure they got an extra an extra weekend to they, so they can get to the slopes and go skiing. <laughs> and you're wondering why the kids' grades are so low in the state. Hmm. Hmm. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you. If uh, you haven't yet, don't forget, you can get yourself a nice robot dog shirt. There's links in the uh, descriptions below for you guys. Make sure you're going to johnfish.net, signing up for the newsletter. Um, things are good. Dog's barking. He's got his shit, probably. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I'll check you guys all later. <laughs>